Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time you choose to listen to us, we are so thankful that you do. And you are listening to another youth ministry podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Board of Youth and Young Adults of the Bible Fellowship Church. Another youth ministry podcast strives to refocus, recapture, and realign student ministry with a grace-filled and gospel-focused vision. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and I'm joined by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Jared and Tim. I'm lovely. Yeah. Are you lovely, Tim? Is Tim lovely? Some days. Some (laughs) days. We're going to ask a lot. Maybe not today. Yeah, that's right. Well, we are here today, and uh, this is our 51st episode, Uh, so it's our first full episode with the new format, new style. I liked (laughs) in the last episode that we learned on the spot how to make a shorter episode. That was just impressive. We We are growing. Hey, you you weren't supposed to tell me. Oh, it was great. They need to know. It was awesome. (laughs) Chris, great job, Chris. He was in the dark about the whole thing. And we were communicating well. Yeah, Jared and and I were typing back and forth. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. If you don't know what we're talking about, we were going to do all three of us last episode as one more like long one. And I'm like, what are we doing? Why don't we just split this up like we're supposed to yeah. and actually make three episodes out of this thing? Yeah. And Tim was like wondering, why are you guys continuing this counseling session with me? <laughs> I was starting to break down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving. Yeah. Tissues out. yeah, we don't have as much time anymore. So right. uh, we actually have a special thing we're going to do today. Um, first time ever. First time ever. Uh, so we fairly drew names for the winner, but uh, the winner of our um, of our $50 is actually a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, I didn't know everybody who submitted, so I nope. made that clear, but we're actually going to call him yeah. And, yeah. and see Get if he on. answers and tell him This live. is a cold call. Yes. He has no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll know he wins before he listens to the episode. That's right. So here we go. That's cool. Yes, sir. Andy, how are you? You are on the air live with another youth ministry podcast, and we're calling to tell you that you are the winner of the $50 gift card. Congrats, Andy. That's right. Yes, I loved your email, Andy. I got to learn to read. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as I mentioned, he's he's a friend of mine, and we like I said, it was a random draw, but he told me that if he won... Actually, Andy, why don't you tell everyone what you're going to do with it? I do. Uh, give it to my kids. He's going to give it to his kids. What a oh, guy! Now, what a guy! Seriously, you know, I, I I really applaud that. But like he said, the real reason is he he doesn't know how to read. So um. exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reading's overrated. That's right. That's right. So, Andy, we do want to thank you so much for your review. Uh, you are the first person we've ever called live as well. So yeah. we figured out that feature. So that's kind of cool. Congratulations. You're yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you for answering. Thanks. Yes. Thank you, for, a- Andy. For really up. quick question: Are you a? Uh, what do you do for a living? And uh, what do you? Uh, and w- what involvement do you have in student ministry? Yeah. I am a remodeling carpenter. Awesome. Um, as Jesus was, <laughs> and I am a youth leader uh, with Chris at Sorry. Cedar Crest. I've been doing that for I think eight years. Yeah. Ooh. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Brave for you. Yep. Brave well, for you. hey, thank you for serving in student ministry and uh, listening to our podcast. And congrats, man. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. Chris right, will get man. that to you whenever That's right. he gives it to you. I will. Well, I should, see, I should probably see you on Thursday night. So, yeah. Chris, you can't take any commission. So, yeah. I, I, I won't. All right. So. All right. <laughs> thanks, Andy. We'll let you get back to work. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. See ya. Bye. 
was that actually was pretty fun. cool. That was cool. Yeah. First time ever. We yeah. should do it more often. Could 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 you imagine that we just heard it, but our listeners don't, and they're just like, what? What's... Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, <laughs> get your phones ready. We may call we may you. Call yeah, you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, we just we're so like happen this. to have his number. So anyway, let's jump right in right into the, today's topic. Um, and uh, we're actually talking to Jared, what it's been like um, being in the midst of student ministry while um, having a growing family or doing student ministry amidst a growing family, because that, sh- that should be your priority. It is my priority, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's tough. Um, I think, like Tim said earlier on Monday, like the difficulty of finding the balance um, between caring for them, uh, discipling them. Uh, and also giving my wife a break uh, for kids. And she homeschools, so it's not like she puts them in school. Can you just remind and everybody so, how many kids you have now? Four. And the ages. Go ahead. Uh, the oldest will be eight in July, so just a couple weeks here. And six, two and a half, and nine months. So two are in school. Two are in school. Uh, doing great uh, learning, reading a ton. They're reading so many books. I was like, all the time they're doing is just reading. More is than really, Andy. Really cool. More than Andy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they're doing well, uh, enjoying the schoolwork, balancing that. What does homeschool look like mm. versus like in school or like the school format of sitting down? This is the time we're going to do it. So kind of it's a, a free flow learning, doing segments of school, spelling, math, things like that. But also just going on a hike and looking at shapes of leaves and things like that. Just immersing them in learning rather than saying, hey, this is when we learn and this is when we don't learn. Yeah, which is great. But like you said, that is a full-time job full-time for your job. wife times. Plus, she's trying, more. you know, changing diapers still, yep. uh, putting putting them down for naps, and then sometimes not even congruent naps. So like one naps uh, and the other one's awake and yes. one and the vice versa, uh, or they wake each other up or different things like that. So it's, and then obviously you know, the pressure of trying to keep the house in order, toys everywhere, all that kind of stuff. So trying to balance that um, with also with the responsibility at church, you know, I'm also in a transition. We're kicking off COVID kind of gave us a restart on children's programs. And so we're trying to get those back going. What does that look like? And that would also kind of alleviate some of the pressure at home. Cause we have things for the girls to do mm. um, when they're at church. Uh, the blessing is they, they really enjoy their teachers. They've been connecting with the adults who are stepping up and, yeah. and teaching their class. But uh, the real balance, uh, the issue comes like with me, I think even like Tim mentioned, how do I turn off um, the work responsibilities and ministry responsibilities and then care for my family well? Uh, I have the blessing of living like a five-minute walk from the church building. And so it's a blessing because I don't have to drive. It's really quick to run home and grab something and come back. Uh, But then it doesn't give me that time to really decompress Mm. and like flip the switch. Like the beauty of a commute is like, yeah. Oh, I'm in the car, either you listen to a podcast, Ooh, sorry about that, or you're listening to music and you can like make that switch, prep yourself to walk in the door and be on for your family. I have like a five minute walk that's like, okay, we got to get ready. And sometimes it's not, I find it's not enough. Um, and so again, sharing, being able to share with my wife some things, but not all the mm-hmm. things um, has been a, a struggle. Yeah. Um, and this, this listening to Tim talk was really encouraging, helpful to share some of those details when appropriate, but not all the details yeah. and finding that balance. Uh, but Billy is just kind of not being that family, the pastor's family. Like there's that pressure that yeah. I have on myself of like, oh, yes. these are my kids. I don't want them to have the run of the church and feel like they own the place just because I'm I'm on staff, I'm the pastor there. Yeah. Uh, but also since I'm accepting the compliments of people, like, oh, your girls are well-behaved, they're, they're wonderful to work with, and you know, balancing all that is the struggle. Yeah, so this is... I also heard too. There, there's 
tight time frames be you have a nine right eight, eight. and then six mm-hmm. and then two two and a half and two and a half nine months so okay yeah they're two kind of pockets yeah um yeah and it was we yeah. I, I was gonna say we we found I found that that time frame when you had the two and a two to two and a half year old and the the, the newborn was mm. like tiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So to say the ha- least, <laughs> how are you guys doing with uh, just as husband and wife and just handling? Um, I, I'm just trying to fathom that yeah. you're homeschooling an eight year old and a six year old, mm-hmm. and then you're raising yeah. a, to- a toddler and an infant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, how what what things have you learned to assist uh, assist your wife? Yeah, I just uh, being able to put them down. Uh, we've in the last year we've gotten really good at putting the two and a half year old Michaela down at the same time as the other two. Uh, you know, as an infant, you kind of want to snuggle them, rock them to sleep, things like that. Uh, so for her, we started just putting her down in bed, um, staying there in the room with her um, so she falls asleep sometimes. But even able to do that at night, I can do that and give her that moment of time that she can relax, put her feet up a little bit, um, and just be able to focus on the youngest one, on the infant, on uh, on Molly. So... Do you think there's a capacity change, you know, like you, you do you lose some capacity capacity for all that you can give to youth ministry as family grows? Like that's, that's something like a, yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even like you mentioned on, on Monday um, with, with um, Jacob, he has no, no kids. And so you have full capacity in a sense, especially with your spouse, but you don't have that, that energy at home that needs to be devoted to the same Right. Maybe the capacity is not the right word, but it's uh, knowing your capacity, right? Is that what maybe, like, what is your, what does full capacity mean for you in your current time frame in life? So what's it mean for Jared right Right. now? I guess that's my, so what, what have you learned? What's your. Yeah, I think it, again, it goes back to a a balance of sorts. Um, And there's a, there's a point where we interact and encourage the kids to interact with our girls. Um, in some positive role model sense. Um, but then I think it also forces us to really thrive and connect with the adults, other adults at church. Uh, we were strong believers in the connect them with a, like a, a group of five or more that they, that of adults who are pouring into your kids. So it's not just you, but it's they're finding attachments at church of other adults. I don't know if that's answers yeah. your question. Well, but. I remember when I was young, um, and our youth pastor, uh, I was there during the time he uh, the he started having children. I do remember a sense of that his um, attention to myself and the students changed, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but probably in a good way. But um, it was done. In, he did it in a way though that it was noticeable, but I still felt that he valued. Uh, myself but how have you been sensing that like a sense like you uh, as your family's been growing how do you how do you show the students that you still value them that they're important Mm -hmm. um as you have to prioritize the spiritual life of your home Mm -hmm. first but you also are spiritually important to the youth yeah i think that's where um again coming delegating comes into big play because you're delegating to other leaders who don't have as much time commitment uh and you know because you're i can't go to every event per se like I maybe once used to be able to do because I have my own family events and my own family yeah. schedule. That like there's soccer games and basketball games. Right. And so you send, uh, you empower other leaders to do that. Yeah. Um, and you make it to, well, I, well, our rule of thumb is if, if a student invites us, yeah. says, hey, I have a game or I have a play, then obviously we're there. Yeah. But I'm not going to necessarily do the, the dil- digging into their schedules and say, oh, they're, I know they're <laughs> in this sport, their team plays. I'm not. That's a really good practical tip. Yep. Yeah. Love it. 
And so, yeah, if a student, student invites, invites you. you personally, then go for it no, for that's, sure. That's really but, good. But uh, you don't have to feel the pressure of, I have to go to every event. And even if they don't invite, and there's something to that. Like, hey, if you know they play basketball and you show up to a basketball game, that means a lot to them. Something but, Tim Tim said to me when I think I only had one kid at the time when I moved to the area. And, you know, he said, you know, you, you have to model for your students that mm-hmm. you tell them no yeah. because of your family. And, yeah. that, and that teaches them where to place. Because if you teach them that it's all about them and that you're willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice your kids for them, mm-hmm. they might appreciate that now in an unhealthy way. And mm-hmm. then later in life that that could teach yeah. them the wrong right. priority. Yeah, because I think right. we said about capacity is important. We, we always want to give our all, right. but our quote unquote all changes. Yeah. Right. We're finite beings. Right. Um, and, and I think kind of like, you know, just a suggestion that I would make, student ministry, and my wife and I have been talking about this for when is it time for me to hang up mm-hmm. the student ministry gloves, so to speak, but um, not I'm not doing that yet if any of my leaders are listening. I'm just saying <laughs> we, we're, we have talked about Chris it. Yeah, um, because as you get more kids and as your kids get older, they need more of you. Yeah. Um, and you, there's there eventually comes that time, okay, I can delegate, I can do X, Y, Z, but then mm-hmm. eventually you can't give enough right. to give what the students need. And then at that point, you need to have conversations with leadership and, and elders and whatnot. Well, but Jared made a good point too, but I also know youth pastors that have grazed their whole entire families and they've yeah. been effective for youth ministry mm-hmm. that whole time. Yeah. So I think it's also, I mean, we got to be careful. We don't want to say, of... we don't want to say to everybody that there has to be a time that mm-hmm. you leave youth ministry. Some right. people, uh, I think it, I, I personally think it depends on what kind of youth ministry you're in. It, it could, it is person to person. I don't mm-hmm. be arrogant enough to think that the way I am, everyone else is, but right. I, I will add there are student ministries. I feel like I do a lot of events. I do like nine a year. Um, I think I was talking, I'm not going to say who it is, but another pastor in our domination, they do like 18 events a year. They do two a month. It is what the heck? Like, <laughs> how, how, how do you do that? And it's a tough student schedule. ministry mm-hmm. does things like that that mm-hmm. other adult ministries do not. Yeah. Like, like my wife is just telling me all the travel, a missions trip, mm-hmm. two conferences, yeah. plus some yeah. overnight and Saturdays. Like that just adds up. Yeah. Um, the other adult ministries don't require all that. Right. Well, I think that's important of, of seeing, having the vision of the future, where you're going to be in five years yeah. and building the team around you that can get you there. So then when you're ready to hang it up, right. it's a, it's a handoff and you're you're being able to, to take it out. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I love what you shared, Jared, too, just about being willing to adapt and to grow. And um I, I can feel I could sense too that there could be uh, individuals out there as their family grow, they might feel some senses of pressures of their church trying to get the same thing out of mm-hmm. them that they got from you when you didn't have any children. But um so that's a call out to the churches is uh make sure you allow your um uh, your your individual to grow in their family and to remember that their priority is their home life, even when they were just a wife, uh, just them and the wife, or when they have children. So, yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing, Jared. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for listening to this episode of another Youth Ministry Podcast. We are thankful for you and your ministry to teenagers. May God bless you and your work as you faithfully serve Him, teenagers, and their families. Please connect with us on social media, on Instagram at another YM Podcast, or you can email us at another YM Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>